sort of family holidays. We used to holiday around sort of this area. A lot of the time we were up at Cromer, so um, Dad used to take us around the lifeboat station so we can go and have a look around the boats. I suppose the boats then seemed really big because we were really little, you know, and they were sort of older boats than what we've got now as well. But um, just um, amazed by what they all did, really. They, you know, giving up their time and volunteering for it. Um, so Di Bush, um, full-time coxswain at Harry's Lifeboat Station. Well, I was down in Falmouth for about 20 years in total and I managed to get on the boat on the lifeboats there through working in the harbour and, and just knowing the area. And so um, that's when my, my R&I career started as a volunteer. I think because I've sort of spent a lot of time either on sailing boats, windsurfs, sort of anything that floats really, it seemed a really nice way to just give a little bit back, you know, to help out others. Or even, you know, at the end of the day, none of us know who's going to need assistance. Um, so, you know, to help, to help people out on the water, really, in an environment that I enjoy being. Every day on the water is different. It's a changing environment all the time. So it always presents you with different challenges. We, it was winter time and we were the oyster so the oyster fishermen that have to fish by manual means only so it would either be sailing boats or they've got rowing boats and they put their anchors out and then they pull themselves back on their anchors on a Saturday they have to stop fishing at midday so the call was for one of these fishing boats um, um, but they said it's probably just because it's quite windy and choppy it's just been washed off the beach, so just go and have a look for us. So it's like, okay, no worries. Um, by the time we got launched, it was like, no, there is somebody in the water. So we knew it was the time of year, which was winter, so it's cold. Um, it, you know, fishermen, they've generally got their wet weather gear on, but not really designed for being in the water. Um, so when we got there, I have to say, I didn't actually think that we were going to be able to make much difference. So... Um, I put my two crew on the rocks um, who assessed him. We called for the helicopter to come and get him immediately. Um, we got him on the boat and then we transferred him to the helicopter. We took him off to Trelisk and, and he did survive. So that was, I think, one of those jobs that could have so gone either way if there was any of those parameters or factors that were just slightly different or if we were like two minutes later launching or you know any of those things really so that's probably the one that sticks in my mind the most I think that we did make a difference. I um, wanted to come back up this way because this is where I'm, I'm from Suffolk originally so all my family live in Suffolk or Essex. So when the coxswain here decided that he was going to leave um, obviously there's a vacancy open so we're um, one of the stations that's got two full-timers not all all weather stations have there's you know quite a mix around the around the country um, so I was quite happy doing my mechanics job you know it's great um, and I and they sort of said will you be applying for it because I was already a coxswain on station because I'd got passed out um, quite a while before so I said, well, look, if you want me to, I'll put my CV in, um, but I'm quite happy with what I'm doing. Um, and then the next thing is like, well, here you are. 
you know, we're pleased to say that you're now coxswain of the station. Was it a hugely proud moment? Um, yeah, it was, I suppose. Um, yeah, absolutely, especially when, you know, you look at the history of the RNLI as well. I mean, there are other coxswains and there are other mechanics. Um, you know, a lot of them are volunteers, so they give what they can. So um, I'm one of one of the many. I just happen to be the full-timer, you know, the first full-timer that's got the role. There will be others that come along behind me without question. Um, but I suppose, you know, if it shows people what can be achieved, um, then that's, you know, that's all well and good, really. I'd say that the boats and the technology within it now are, are definitely equal to, to both male and females. And also um, there's different different avenues people can go down as well. So, you know, if you know, if you don't wanna be on the deck, work in the deck or haven't got the physical strength to do the tow lines and things, there's the navigation side of things. So um, there are it doesn't matter what size, shape or, or whatever you are, there's something that you, you can do to to, you know, to be a part of the crew. Being offered the coxswain's job and the, the feedback that came from the crew when they all heard, that's, that made me really proud because they, always, they were all wanting me to do it. Hello, this is Griff Rhys-Jones. You've been listening to the RNNLI's 200 Voices Collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org slash 200 Voices or subscribe to RNLI wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you for listening. Two Hundred Voices is an adventurous audio limited production for the RNLI.